0: JoeBertigan.com. this On the Record segment brought to you by Munster Service Center. And I always love doing podcast interviews with drivers from which I consider a great era. The old sportsman division on the WIR quarter mile oval. It was, to me, very strong in the 70s into the 80s. And it was one, a class where I learned as a young kid and a teenager what a Chevy Nova was, a Mustang, a Dodge Murata, a Chevelle a Camaro, and one of the guys here, I'm talking to Ross Goldback race number 40. He was a competitor in that division. Um, Ross, talk about how and when you got to start in racing, and even before you went behind the wheel, you were still involved with the sport, right? Talk, talk about it from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, that's true. Now, my dad was a big race fan, so we went to races and we were kids constantly around the Appleton area. Did Which included uh, Apple Creek? Well, we went to Apple Creek. That was my first place where I actually loved racing. Uh, we were so interested to get there that the neighbors would bring us out early so we could do time trials. My dad was always working, and he would come later. Oh, really? And okay. Bring us home. So, and then it went on from there. So, we've been the. He went to Milwaukee many times. USAC racing, IndyCar car racing in Milwaukee. And then uh, when I graduated from high school, I got involved with the Al Prestine. I remember Al from Freedom. Thirty-nine car on the dirt. Yes. Dan Divine. Okay. And so I got to know those guys, and I started to hang around there. And then I became their driver for the hauler. Okay. So So this would have been, what, mid-70s,
0: I want to say? This would have been
1: 72, probably. Sure. 71, 72, 73. And we ran... Shawano, Seymour, De Oshkosh, so mostly four nights a week. You know,
0: and I tell you, I, I grew up as a kid with that, uh, I call it the half-mile era, yeah. and it was that was the late model explosion, and it was big. It was, and so that got
1: me more interested in racing, although, you know, now kids are driving, you know, full-bodied stock cars when they're 12, 13 years old. Right. At my time, I didn't have the money to have my own car until much later, so... Right. In the winter of 77 sometime before that i started talking about driving myself got talking to dan devine right and not the packer coach by Dan, the way. <laughs> coach dan uh, and dan's still involved with racing yes and he knew how to build a car i didn't know that much about it and we copied the third design how okay it was the hot ticket in those days so yes it was we shortened an impala frame And I had a real good small block in there because that was the high horsepower era. Right. And bad brakes. Yes. I mean, (laughs) I was maybe, seriously, no joke here, I was probably the fifth or fourth car out there that had front disc brakes. No kidding. Everybody was running drums. So I actually had a little better brakes, but... They were mostly gone by lap 10, yeah. <laughs> and you had to pump them up. But anyway. So this
0: wasn't the late model class. This was the quarter-mile sports, sportsman. Quarter-mile sportsman division. Which so, back then, just for our listeners, yeah. this was a, uh, a division loaded with big car counts, too. Well, you would, some nights, run two
1: semis. Yes. And so, and I don't know what the number would be, 50 cars, probably? Yeah, well, that's
0: pretty it? accurate, and it was a full invert, too. So if you are fast time dead last,
1: right? So anyway, so I went out and practiced and didn't know much about driving a car, and that's what I learned he said you're gonna learn how to left foot brake sure with a race car and I and I did and um, so I went out practice I thought well, all this whatever I'm a, kind of halfway good first night we still ran a dash in those days sure I qualified fifth and made the dash first time I ever drove a race car
0: and who are some of the guys back then this is what uh,
1: late 70s well Pete Birkin was racing then uh, Dave Clink uh uh dave van Elsen. i mean i i'm forgetting a lot of the names i know but there was some pretty good denny
0: deetson oh yeah you're talking some tough competitors yes
1: these guys were all good race car drivers with a lot of experience right so i made the dash and i thought well this can't be that difficult right so green flag came out for the dash and i flat-footed it spun the car Went backwards through the X. Yeah. <laughs> stalled it, wouldn't refire, and that's where I sat for the rest of the dash. Oh, so sure. Found out it wasn't as easy as it looked. Right. But time went on, so I raced and uh, I did okay. The first year I ended up ninth in points. Right. Out of probably 50, 60 cars. Oh, all of that. One yeah. One rookie of the year. Sure. And then life and business got in the way, so I still raced after that up until 1981, maybe. Right. Not on, not on a steady basis. Sure. And then I just, I kind of got out of it. Well, then in 83 or 84, Pete Birkin had two cars, and Pete's been a friend of mine for 40 years. Yep. And he asked me to drive one. Right. And so I came back after, I think, a three-year or four-year
0: layoff, I ended up finishing second in the feature. Wow. And you ran a car number 40. What Was there any rhyme or reason behind choosing that number? That happened to be open okay. at
1: the time. And... Um, it's just it's just what what was was around because I think you had to have now you know you can have ten cars with number forty on yes it's not it's not
0: done but you had to have separate numbers in those days and there was a big car count and you know even earlier than that. A lot of times, drivers were assigned a number because there were so many cars in the field.
1: That's true. I mean, guys that came from somewhere else, sometimes you had to tape a number on them. Yes. You know, with duct tape, that was the racer's fix Right. And, you know, so it became whatever the number they, they didn't that somebody else wasn't using. Right. So, so that went on. So I did drive a little bit for Pete Burke, and I drove his backup car a few times at WIR.
0: You ever um, race 141,
1: too? I raced 141. I did it in my own car. And I did it in Robin Boyk's car one time. When oh, he had
0: the 07, a, the Dodge Murata?
1: No, this was before that. It was an old Monte Carlo. Okay. So this would, again, been in the early 80s, probably. Sure. Um, and I won a couple of heat races up there. And, sure. And uh, I always liked that track. I found that kind of fun to drive on. It's a little bit
0: of banking. It was faster than Pacwana. A lot of guys from the era were talking They said they would buy new tires for Thursday night at Kikana, and they always considered one hundred and forty-one a money track because they would run the same used tires from the Thursday night. Uh, Did that ever play into your racing program at all, or no?
1: Tires weren't as big of a thing as they are now. Right, that's a science. It is. We just kind of find we use what looked kind of good. If they were
0: round and black,
1: that was pretty much it. (laughs) We weren't buy wasn't buying new tires then. Right, we're using used ones, just like the quarter mile late model division does now. Yes. And so you just run what somebody else tossed out. Sure. I don't know if I ever paid for any. I think they were pretty much all just given away. You're, oh, and you didn't even pay for runoffs, say? Eh? No. Just all no. all used tires. Yeah, and there were, but there was a lot of cars. There's where there were a lot more cars racing in those days. Yes. You know, on the half mile. So, so tires, was, were tires were plentiful. Tires were plentiful, and there sure. wasn't really any. I don't know if there's any rules on softening. We never did it. I wasn't smart enough, but I'm sure <laughs> other people did. I don't think they checked anything. Then. No, right. Basically, it said you could have your motor was visible stock with one four-barrel carburetor. That's pretty right. much all it was.
0: So, uh, what was the last year that you raced competitively or on a regular basis?
1: You know, I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to say it was probably in '86 or '7. Uh, Pete Birkin ended up buying Terry Baldry's old car, okay, and we fixed that up as a quarter-mile car, and I drove it in one of the weekend specials that they used to have at WIR in sure. September. Okay, and that was probably the last time I actually drove them. Back. Might have
0: been the Budweiser 500.
1: I it could have been. I'm not, sure. I'm not 100 sure when that was, but uh, it was a Bimco car, and, we, and that, at that time we called it Billy Bimco.
0: Billy Bimco is Billy, the name of it. Yep. <laughs>
1: And, uh, that, I think that was the last time, the last time I drove, uh, drove at Gacana. But I'm still involved with racing. I help, I've, uh, helped Pete Burke and I work with the quarter mile late model division. Sure. And, uh. And it's like I tell people, and I said to you earlier, I love short track racing.
0: Right, I mean, we're here at Wausau, five and six car heats are very competitive on this little boring here. Oh, it is, it
1: is. To me, this is what you always talk about, grassroots racing support your local racetrack. Well, right. this is where it is.
0: So looking back in your career, any highlights, any big stories about any wild wrecks? car breaking down on the way, hauler breaking down on the way getting there any big wins anything well, stand out in your career yes I did uh, made the front
1: page of the Midwest racing news oh that's big driving Pete Birkin's backup car so he was zero four okay and we put a number one on mine so I became one zero four okay and someone blew an engine in on the quarter mile and Pete went into the corner hit the oil spun I was behind him. Hit the oil. Spun. Okay. And ended up backing into him. Sure. And the headline in the Midwest Racing News and Pete was always drove Chrysler, so right. it was a Cordoba. Yep. And the headline was Cordobas collide at WIR.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and I still have a copy of that uh, of that magazine, and uh, I thought that was kind
0: of cool. Well, yeah. I tell you, it's been a, it's been a fun career, and it's neat to stay involved, even kind of at a distance a little bit. But you yeah. still kind of dangle your toe in the water with the WIR quarter mile cars. Yeah, right? I'm
1: down there every time we race in the pits. And, sure. Uh, I you know help out with stuff, and Pete Birkin and I said work together for over 40 years. We own a business together, sure, in a storage uh,
0: business, and uh, so um, he's got a wealth of knowledge on auto racing. He sure does, Ross Golbeck, uh, former WIR Sportsman competitor. Uh, great chatting uh, with you, and enjoy the rest of the show here today. Great, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. You bet.